Good morning, church. It's great to see everybody this morning. Please stand with me as we come together and worship God through song. song. <laughs> so let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this time of year. We celebrate you coming to this world to be the sacrifice for us that we could not be on our own. We ask a special prayer at this time for our missionaries around the world. 
for our uh, international mission board that they will uh, know where you want us to go and where we need to be. Help the money collected for these efforts to um, put more missionaries on the field that your word will be spread throughout the world. Let's be with us now as we uh, worship and to hear your word this day that it will be glorifying to you and that will be useful to your service. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I get off of here, just a second, I'm going to give a gratuitous plug for my class coming up. Now it's going to be January 14th, not January 7th. Um, we'll be doing a study on, it's called Survey of the Bible. Um, it's a, going through how the Bible is constructed how the Bible is separated yet, uh, so it's going to teach how to utilize the Bible. It'll be very useful for those of you that are uh, new Christians, but it will be good for us old grizzly veterans also. So I encourage you to sign up for it. We're going to, uh, you'll, you will want this book. Um, it, you'll be able to write into it um, what we discover and you'll be able to use this as a reference resource. So I encourage you to sign up and uh, join us January 14th. Good morning, everybody. Everybody that's here and everybody that's online. Man, are we glad to see you. Whew, I have a lot of announcements, so I don't even have time to joke around today. Darn it. Okay, so first we're going to talk about um, the Lottie Moon. Um, this week we're beginning to prepare to pray about it. And so outside on both locations you'll find a brochure and an envelope. So if you want to grab one, that would be great. And um, there will be a church council meeting today following services. So for all of you involved, please meet in the pastor's office. Um, this Wednesday at 6.30, there will be the weekly prayer and share. It's always a great time. Um, and then uh, the women's mission will not meet this Tuesday, but they're going to meet the following Tuesday. So please take note of that. They would love to have you, even if it would be your first time, just come on by, they would love that. Um, and then also, there is going to be an open house at the Village of Morse Farms in honor of Evelyn Staten's 100th birthday. I mean, that's awesome. So it's going to be on December 17th from 2 to 4, and everyone's invited, and I know that her and her family would love to see everybody, and it'll be a great time. Evelyn's one of my favorite people. She just, I have fond memories of her as a teenager growing up. She was always so positive and helpful. Okay. So for my last announcement, you know, it might be my favorite announcement, I've asked three friends to help. Okay, I have important questions for you guys. Are you coming next Sunday to the Christmas celebration after church? Yes. Do you like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not what we practiced. <laughs> Okay, loose. Don't let me down. Do you like hamburgers and hot dogs? Yes. Shoo. Do you like big prizes? Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Do you like music? Yes. Do you like games? Yes. Do you like snacks? No. <laughs> okay, so next Sunday is our third. Christmas celebration, and this is for everybody. I don't care if you're young, you're old. It's for everybody. We are going to, our kitchen crew is getting up super early and going to cook hamburgers and hot dogs for everyone. So we're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, food, snacks. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Teresa and I have some fun games. We're giving away, we have had a special person donates so many prizes. They are amazing. Teresa and I sort of felt like we had hit the lottery. 
And when we were, or sorry, shouldn't say that in a Baptist church, it felt like it was Christmas morning going through the container. Oh, I got more helpers coming. So please wear some Christmas cheer if you would like to. Um, I know lots of us enjoy. I heard there's going to be a special um, dish to put your name in if you wear something Christmassy. There's a special prize. So, hey, I need you guys to come up. So it's Sunday right after church. It's not going to take long. And um, we're going to eat. We, and I forgot my favorite part, Emmy and Madeline are leading our music. I don't even, I know. I don't even know what they have planned. I just said, do this and how much time they had. So it's all up to them. Okay, so please come right after church. Sign up on the bulletin board. I'm forgetting all my things. So, sir, do you like red and green M&Ms? No. What? <laughs> Do you like red and green M&Ms? No. <laughs> Will you still come and play with me next Sunday and, and have fun and win prizes? Do you like winning prizes? No, no, no. <laughs> Do you like winning prizes? Yes. Okay, shoot. Well, everybody come. I mean everybody, whether you... Always come, never come, your visitors, please sign up on the bulletin board. If you forget, up, forget to sign up, please still come. Thank you. Smoke rising from the barracks where the Royal Guard still hold out. You over to Wake City just before 10 on the 2nd of August. When someone takes a AK-47 and put it to your chest and cock it, you know that you're only one pull of a trigger away. Some people would say that my parents weren't very responsible parents for taking me to Kuwait where the Persian Gulf War broke out. Some people would say that's irresponsible to take your kids with you into your calling where there's so much suffering. But rather than it taking me further from God, it actually helped take me closer to God. Because one of the things I learned in an early age, God actually calls the people of God to move towards the hardest places of this earth. Nobody knew anything about Kuwait. It was just this little dot on this map in the Middle East. But three months later on August 2nd, 1990, Saddam Hussein and Iraqi troops invaded Kuwait and we were living right downtown. There were four sets of Iraqi troops that broke into our apartment. And as a 10 year old, I just began like crying, and I didn't actually know if I was gonna live. I didn't know if we were actually gonna even make it through that day. We knew we had to leave quickly. Uh, I was held downstairs by gunpoint, but when I came back up the steps and we all jumped in a car and drove out of downtown, and there were Iraqi soldiers all around us, and we drove right through the middle of them as if God blinded them. And then we all gather into the American embassy. Within a few days, the embassy got locked down. They eventually turn off the water, the fresh water, and the and electricity to get us out. Heat was 120 degrees, no air conditioning. But the hardest part, I think, came six weeks later when uh, Lori and uh, Peter and Aaron left the embassy and I turned them over to Iraqi soldiers to take to, to the airport. Um, those are, are hard moments, even this many, 30 years later. Because I want to live out God's call. And part of that living out that call is being connected to God's spirit. And what is God asking you to do? And is he big enough to take care of you? Or do you think you have to do it all yourself? That is the struggle of following God and then turn to God, God, if my life is taken, are you gonna take care of the boys? Are you gonna take care of the wife? Can I trust you? What was going on in the background of the story that I didn't know was thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people were praying for me personally. My mom, my brother and I now were back in Nashville living 
and it was coming up for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention puts together a week of prayer leading into this big offering every December. And there were literally millions of Christians all throughout the country that were praying specifically for my dad to be released. And it really wasn't real to me until I got on the plane in Baghdad that I was actually going to leave and survive and be home. It's not about me. It's about the millions of people praying and God doing a miraculous uh, event. I believe that God is looking for people who are willing to move towards the hard places and stay even when it's hard and trust that the Holy Spirit still speaks and confirms His promises in our lives. Now Terry's going to come and lead us in the uh, reading of the first week of Advent of Hope. This is the first Sunday in Advent. Today we will light one purple candle. This is the candle of hope. Advent is a time of waiting and hoping. We wait for the day when we celebrate again the birth of Jesus. We hope that everyone will come to know God and to worship God. When we look at the, can the first candle, we remember God's promise. God promised to send a savior to the people. When we listen to our scripture reading, <clears throat> we hear what the prophet Isaiah wrote about God. God is the potter who molds us. We know that the gospel witness is one that helps us understand that God is loving and just. God brings peace. This gives us hope. We anticipate again the birth of baby Jesus, remembering that Jesus helps us know God's love for us. Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We, we are the clay, and you are, you are our potter. And all of us are the work of your hand. Dear God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the words of the prophet Isaiah that remind us that you are the source of our hope. Help us to live each day, allowing you to form us in a way that brings us about, brings about your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Please stand with me once again as we worship through song. Please is 
All right, so we're going to continue in 2 Timothy. We're going to cover the third chapter, 70 verses in here. Again, I'd encourage, there's some good stuff, okay, in, in this chapter. I'll try to highlight that as we read. Uh, we'll, cover, we'll cover the content inside of here as we talk. About, this is Paul. Remember, this is Paul. He's, right, he's in jail, okay? He's in prison in Rome, probably in a house, house arrest, 
But his end is coming, and we'll, we'll hit that next week when we talk about the fourth chapter. Okay, beautiful verse. It's one of those life verses, okay, when you think about it in, in the fourth chapter. But as we walk through this, he's writing to Timothy. He's essentially handing the baton off. Here's the ministry, and you're going to have to take over. And, you're all, and, he, and as he's walking through that, he's also telling him, you're going to have to hand it off to other people. Because you can't do this by yourself. It takes more than you. And even now, while you're still healthy, you're going to need help because we need the gospel to go throughout the world. As we sat here and watched the video, a recap of what happened in Kuwait in 1990, know that we have missionaries around the world many times in places where we cannot name them. When, they, when we watch them at the convention, you'll have the opportunity. The convention this year, the Southern Baptist Convention, is actually in Indianapolis. Okay, it's three, three and a half hours away. So you're welcome. You, I'm going to encourage us to, to take more than just Lisa and I and a couple other people, okay? Uh, Glenn and Sharon, that we would go over there. And the, the highlight, one of the highlights is to watch the International Mission Board Commissioning Service. And so they'll walk up. 30, 40 missionaries that are going to go someplace around the globe. Sometimes you get to see who they are and where they're going. But other times they stand behind a veil and all you see is their silhouette. And they don't give you their real names, nor do they give the place that they're going to. Because they're going to difficult places. So as we stand here today... And our job is to take the gospel outside of these walls to the people you come in contact with. We need those people to take the gospel to where they're at to touch those people. And so it's kind of like that with Timothy's day. It, it takes more than just one person. It takes multiple people all over the place to get the gospel out there. We get to be part of that. So as you watch this video, know that somebody across the globe wants you to do the same thing you're praying for them to do over there, and that's to share the gospel. So let me ask you this all-important question. Why do we need Christmas? Okay? I mean, why do we need Christmas? I'm, I'm sorry to... You know, why do we need Christmas, right? One, I don't know if you've been up on the Christmas market. We went up yesterday. It is, it is neat. I've come through town on a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and there's usually not a full square of people. Not only was the square full of cars on Sunday with tents and people walking all over the sidewalks and everything was busy, there were people parked in our parking lot. And nobody was there charging them. We missed an opportunity. Don't tell Nick. Okay? But, but we, we had people, I mean, that, that was, there were that many people in town, they were parking in, all over in the parking lots because they were coming to the Christmas market. So, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an economic boon to Carlinville to see that many people here on a weekend, on a Friday night, on a Saturday, and so we're thankful for that. So why, why do we need Christmas? Why do we need Christmas? It's, it's not only a boon, we just, some of you guys went shopping Black Friday, some of you did it out actually got in your car and went to all those places and went around. And matter of fact, when I was talking to Nick, speaking of Nick, Nick said he missed the old days when they just stood at the door at 5 o'clock in the morning and rushed in to get the buys, okay? Um, anyway, <laughs> so, so some of you did out of life. It's also a boon for the companies that we buy from and the stores we buy from. So... How many of you have one of those pre-lit Christmas trees? We have one. And it didn't work anymore. <laughs> Last year, the bottom rain, the bottom thing didn't light. So I don't know what Lisa did, okay? Because I'm, I'm like, I set up a ceramic tree. It's about yay tall, and it's got one bulb, okay? And it shines up through all those little colored things. And, and, you know, I'm content with that. I think that ought to be just enough, right? It's out of the way. It doesn't drop needles. It doesn't come in a big box. I've had it for years. I mean, years and years and years. I've had the Christmas tree longer than I've had Lisa, okay? <laughs> so, I like Lisa better. I bring her out more than one time a year, okay? Just so you know. Okay. So, 
this lighted Christmas tree doesn't light anymore. And I looked at the bulbs and I started chasing down bulbs. And I don't know what that guy's name is that put all those lights on there. Hats off to him for putting all those lights on there. Hats off to him for stringing all those wires and putting these rubber horseshoes around all of the limbs to hold those things in place so it would fold up and fold back and work just fine until they don't work. So yesterday I decided that I would take the lights off. Buy a new tree is my recommendation, okay? Just buy a new tree. Because there are about a thousand of those little rubber horseshoes around the tree. So I'm asking the question, why do we need Christmas, right? Because Christmas would be, we, we stopped in and helped decorate a little bit. We just did a little bit, okay? Uh, but but Luanna and, and Jeanette and others, they're responsible for the big tree out here. For uh, Charlie's responsible for carrying, he's injured now, but he's responsible for carrying all this stuff up here and, and getting the manger scene behind me. Why do we need Christmas? Good question. Because we are sinners. Okay? It's not because of shopping. It's not because of economics. It's not so you can decorate your house. All of those things are fun and beautiful. But we needed Christmas because we are sinners. And we needed Jesus because we are sinners. I can go into a whole long thing, right? But we needed Jesus. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Okay, that's why we celebrate Christmas. So we're going to read here in first in Second Timothy, excuse me, the third chapter. We're going to start out in the first, I think this first five verses. It's ugly, but it's us, okay? You know, it's us. As I looked at, what do I need to do? As we get, as we get close to Christmas, we gotta, we got to preach the birth, right? we got to talk about the birth. And I'm looking at the end of 2 Timothy, and, and God gave me this. It's like, this is why you need to celebrate Christmas. This is why the birth of Jesus is a big deal. Okay, because of our sin and because of what Jesus Christ did for us. So let's pick it up in there in the first verse of chapter 3 of 2 Timothy. But realize this, that in the last days, when are the last days? Every day since Jesus left. Just, I just want you to know that. You, know, you think right now, man, it's worse than it's ever been. There has not been a point in time in history when it couldn't have been said that it's time for Jesus to come back. And it was by God's design because what does God want us to be? He wants us to be ready, not later, but now. Okay, so but realize this that in the last days, difficult times will come. Here's, a, here's us, right? For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding a to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Now, I'll say this, that as we walk through, he's not only addressing the public in general, but he's also addressing the false teachers who we'll see a little bit more as we read through here. Verse 6, For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. Stop for a second there. How many of you have Janus and Jambres mentioned in your Bible? None of you do. Okay? It goes back to Exodus chapter 7 is where it goes to. Exodus chapter 7, where it talks about this, you know, the, the, the rod, Aaron's rod, throws it down, turns it into a serpent. Well, the magicians do the same thing. But Aaron's rod eats their serpents up okay that serpent eats god's serpent eats up their serpents 
And then later when they turn the Nile to blood, well, the magicians do the same thing, but after that they don't. And so tradition names those magicians as Janus and Jambres. Just so you understand, that's the tradition that he's, 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 he's putting in there that we don't, you won't find when you read in Exodus. But just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men of depraved mind rejected in regard to the faith. But they will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all, just as Janus and Jambres' folly was also. Now you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and suffering, such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra. While what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. The 16th verse, highlight this puppy, okay? This is a great verse. This is why we're doing the Have You Read? All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. That's why we read the Scripture, okay? It's why we read the Scripture. Let's talk about this as we started out. Paul is talking to Timothy. Paul is going to tell him that following Christ is not a walk in the park. You're going to face difficult times, okay? Difficult times are coming your way. It is, it is Paul, it's, I don't know, as I read this, and I know that Paul's speaking this, it's, it is as, to me, as Paul, Paul turned on his TV in 2023, right? I mean, how many of you look forward to watching the news? Yeah, right? How many of you walk away in a better frame of mind after watching the news, right? Because it, it's kind of depressing when you see that, when you see the things that are wrong with our world. I mean, I don't know if, if you, every once in a while, it's just like, Jesus, you can come back anytime now. It's a mess, right? It's kind of, you know, the only way it's going to get straight is for him to come back. And so that, that's Paul speaking into that. Um, you know, it, it is that sin, and then, and then it, it ramps it up there as we walk through there. Here's why Paul says this. How many of you started a project, and when it got hard, you quit? How many of you are smarter than I was, and you would have quit a long time on taking the rubber things off the, 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 the tree, right? Okay, you know, just, just I, I'm thinking about that as I'm taking those off. I'm thinking a smarter man would have quit, Okay. And just left them on there or something like that. Or just got a new tree, whatever it would have taken. Or, or just hid the tree so that we were stuck with the ceramic tree. Okay? Difficult times do what? They make us want to give up. Okay? Paul warns him about that. He warns at me about this, you know, all of this stuff happens. We look around us and sometimes it feels like it's futile in our efforts. And we, we, you know, if you had a garden and all of a sudden the weeds got out of control and you try to get back to get the weeds back out, there's a point where you just go, okay, weeds, you win. And that's sometimes the way we are with the world. I'm going to go to church, but I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to bother inviting anybody else. I'm not going to tell them about Jesus. Because every time I've tried, they say no, they say no, they say no. And, and, and it, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to quit. And Timothy, in his world, in Ephesus, would face the same things we face in Carlinville in 2023. We face a world around us that's not receptive to God's word. We face a world around us that wants to live in their sin, and they want to justify living in their sin, and you're just, uh, you're just weird. Okay, that's just how it looks at it. And so the, the, the deal is we, we're, we want to sometimes just throw up our hands and 
I'm going to heaven. You guys are on your own. I mean, just, just kind of that deal. And that's what Paul is speaking to. Paul reminds him and reminds us. Folks, we're on a rescue mission. The world around us is drowning in their sin. They need to know why we need Christmas. And they need to know specifically why they need Christmas. Why they need, why the birth of Jesus is important in their life. And so what Paul says as he's walking through there is expect persecution. You're living in difficult times where the world around you is in sin. Now, if you do what I did, if you follow in, my, in the path and the example that I've set forth, that I've mentored you in, if you will do those things, I just want you to know that you're going to get the same result I did and you're going to get persecution. You're going to get persecution. I want to read 11 and 12, 10 and 11 out of, this is out of the New Living Translation, just a newer updated thing so you can help to see what Timothy saw. This is what Paul says, you saw me do this and then you saw the outcome to what I did. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live, my conduct, all right? And what my purpose in life is, the goal. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. When you read about Paul in the book of Acts, when you read through his letters, can you not see his faith, his patience that he had? Um, his love, his love for God, his love for his neighbor, and then his endurance. How many times was he beaten? And he just got back up and did it again. So in verse 11, you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued them, rescued me from all of it. So Paul says, if you do what I did, what are you going to get? You're probably going to get persecuted. Paul got persecuted, got beaten and left for dead, got imprisoned for preaching the gospel. And we live in, we live in Carlinville, or the surrounding area. Right now, we have the opportunity to go out and share the gospel freely. You can go out and do it. I can preach here. And there's not many going to storm the doors right now and take me out. But when you start talking Jesus at your workplace, when you start talking about going to church, Usually, you don't get the crowd gathering around you to hear more, do you? Sometimes they're looking for an excuse to move on because they don't want to hear about church. And they certainly don't want to hear about Jesus. And they certainly want, don't want to hear you preach about their sins that only Jesus can forgive. That's our form of persecution. And what, ha what persecution does is makes you want to stop. When they beat Paul and left him for dead, did they expect that he would get up and do it again? It was meant as a deterrent to him doing what he was doing. Matter of fact, Paul started out his life persecuting the church. He would go and throw people in jail in the hopes of what? That they would quit doing what they were doing. Then he got converted, and now he went out, and he was getting that persecution. That persecution's meant to get us to stop. We work against an enemy, the enemy of God, Satan himself. He moves and works in other people's lives. And that form of persecution that comes through those people around you, your family, your co-workers, your friends. That persecution is meant to do the same thing the beatings did to Paul. And that's to keep you silent about the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what persecution is about. However, whatever, it's, if it's just 
verbal. If it's unspoken, they walk away. Understand that the persecution that way is not the persecution of getting beat to death or jailed, but is the persecution that Satan uses to keep you silent. So what do we do? Here's the deal. Here's the world that you're living in. It's full of sin. That's why Jesus came. In this world, when you go out there and become a light, you will face persecution just as Jesus did. They hung him on the cross because they didn't like what he had to say. You're going to face persecution like Paul because they didn't like that he was preaching the gospel and preaching against their lifestyle. You're going to face persecution. So what do you do? In Paul's words, simply one word that I'd give to you today is to continue. Okay, continue. Desire to live godly. And that means you need to, even when things get tough, you just keep on going. It doesn't look like you should do that. Just do it. It doesn't look like you're making any advancements. You get out there and continue to carry the gospel out there. Continue to do what God has called you to do. That's what he's telling Timothy to do. There's that temptation, right? To stop. And that's why Paul has to come alongside after he talks about the world that you're living in, after he talks about the persecution that you're living in. He has to come along and be the coach that says to you, keep going, continue on in this, that word to, to, to endure that persecution. What are we going to do? We need, some, you need, we need, you know, why, why is it important that we gather together as a body? Because if you look around, everybody's going through the same thing that you're going through. Everybody doesn't, everyone here struggles with sharing the gospel with the people around them. Everyone around you has tried and has been shut down. We need to encourage one another to move forward, to run this race, and to finish the race. Okay, to do what God has called us to do. We need to be, my coach in high school is Coach Lovelin. We went to Gillespie to attract me. And he told me, in, I was running a half mile, the 800 meter thing now. He said, if you don't break the tape, you're running home in front of the bus. <laughs> I broke the tape, okay? Sometimes we need to come alongside of one another with those kind of words. Okay? Strong words in love meant for the betterment of our walk with Christ so that we can go out there and share the gospel so we can do more than break a tape. We can see God win somebody to him. That's what we're after. That's what Paul is. Paul's passing that baton off. I, I don't want you to drop it. I don't want you to stop when it gets hard. I want you to keep going. Here's the action step that I would like for you to do this week. What are we going to do with this? Because it's, it's that idea. We live in this world. Understand that that world that you read about in the first five verses and on down to the ninth verses it continued and upped it a little bit. Understand that's your world. It's just, it's got the internet involved in it. It's got the TV involved. It's just, just, it's, it just seems like it's ramped up. But we live in a world full of sinners that don't know they need Jesus. We face persecution when we try to speak into that. The word is, just keep doing it. it, it, it I will tell you this. Stats have it, research tells us, that it takes the gospel being shared with somebody seven times before they'll accept Christ. Understand that if you do your part, you're one of seven. You may be the seventh person, you may be the second person. But if you don't do the second, there's no seventh. If you don't do the first, there's no second. If you don't do the second, there's no third, and on down the line. So all we need to do is together, let's get out there and we're praying. You, we, if you haven't done the Who's Your One, we still have books. I'd love for you to, you can always do that, right? Pray, it's just suggested prayers. 
You can pray for your Who's Your One. But I want us to do, we, you know, the design behind the Who's Your One is eventually that God would open the door and you can share the gospel. So if you'll do your one, then somebody else can come along and somebody else and somebody else. And we can see God work. Maybe the first time. Maybe the seventh time. Maybe the tenth time, because that's an average. But it won't happen until we share the gospel. So here, here is your, your, your action step. Just one, again. And this one's easy. I want you to know that, that this is the time of the year when you talk a little bit about Jesus. Just really it is. People that are in a good mood, right? Because they think they're getting a new Mercedes for Christmas with a bow on it, or a Chevy pickup, one or the other. But anyway, you can talk about Jesus. You can use the question that I asked, why do we need Christmas? They may get grumpy with their answer. Well, that's a good question. Well, I don't know why. I just de delighted a Christmas tree, okay? And, 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 but here's where you get to say, because we needed Jesus, okay? Let's open that door for the gospel presentation to remind them of why we have a manger scene in the church and not a sleigh. Because Jesus came so that we might be free from our sin. Adam's going to come and lead us in a song. We're going to, we're going to stand. We're going to sing. This is invitation time. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're invited to come. And we'll talk about what it means to ask Jesus to be your Savior. If you need to be baptized, you've already accepted Jesus as Savior, and you want to go through believer's baptism, we'll, we'll move all that stuff, and we'll put, the, we'll put the lid down on the manger. Okay, We can do that because there's, that's why He came. right? So you'd get in the water and get baptized and tell everybody, I've, I've got Jesus. That's what baptism is about. So if you need to do that, know that that invites for you. If you need to come, maybe God is calling you to go to Kuwait to be a missionary or someplace else. Maybe you have a friend that you just want to pray for. Maybe you want to pray. Lord, that sounds like such an easy question to ask, but I know that when the time comes, I'll freeze. And Lord, I'm just praying for the courage to speak into somebody's life. Maybe that you want to pray for something else. Anyway, we're here and we're going to pray. If you come down here, we're praying for the person that comes down here. Whatever their need is. Well, I don't need to know the need. You don't need to know the need. But God does. And he's the one that can answer that prayer. Let's stand. Let's sing. speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I 
just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus cause your name is power your name is healing your name is life break every stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire cause your name is power your name is healing your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Prayer. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for why we celebrate Christmas. Father, that you loved us enough to send your Son to die on the cross to do for us what we could not do on our own, to rescue us from our sin, to provide the way of salvation that we might be where you designed us to be in your presence for eternity. Father, we just pray that as we walk out these doors, Lord, use us. Help us to be a light to this world. Father, help us to, to share the gospel with those around us. Father, be with those prayer requests that were brought forward today. Those prayer requests that were spoken on the hearts of people standing here in pews and online. Father, we give you the glory and the honor. We pray with expectation. In Jesus' name, amen. So don't go anyplace. couple things that I want to highlight before you leave. This is the envelope. This is the pamphlet for the week of prayer, okay? When you open it up, it has day one and you're who you're praying for and where they're from, and it gives you a little map of where they're at. All that's inside of here. I encourage you to do that. Let's pray because as you heard that guy, that, that young man say, there were a million people praying for my dad's freedom. God answered that prayer. So you pray you can see their request and you pray and we can count that God is going to answer those prayers. As we, we watch those videos, you get to celebrate. If you give to the Lottie Moon offering, you're part of what's going on. And I encourage you to do that and that's what the envelope's for. Also, this is in the back and that little wooden stand back there and on the sides, this is the proposed budget for 2024. Okay? Um, the committee put that together, and and we're gonna. It's out there for you to take a look at. Wednesday night, it's not a business meeting, but Wednesday night, Nick will be there, and the team will be there, or at least part of them will be there to talk about, to answer your questions. So if you have a question on the budget, um, you're gonna need to take a look at that. I will tell you this, that we had to raise the budget. We've kept it the same for a while. We just couldn't continue to do that, and so you can take a look at that and see the things that were upped and so forth like that so I encourage you if you're a member you get to vote on this and next week we'll vote to approve or not to approve this budget that's presented to you so next week we'll we'll hang out before we go over and have hamburgers and hot dogs and all the stuff that Kim mentioned there we'll take a moment and we'll do a paper ballot vote yes or no is what you'll get to have there now the next thing that I need to tell you about is this is kind of cool so how many of you know about Lottie Moon Lottie Moon is the missionary the offering is named after. And she was a missionary to China, was that right? My, my wife was afraid I was going to forget that. Okay? Missionary to China. Now, one of the ways that she did her mission work, I love this, and you guys are the benefactors. Lottie Moon used to make cookies. Why? Because kids like cookies. There's a Lottie Moon Christmas cookie recipe. I don't know, did any of your girls make that? 
No, nobody made those. Okay, so you're not going to get those. Okay, and you wouldn't have got them made like that because they all used electric blenders and really nice stoves and stuff that Lottie did not have. But they're going to be standing at the door, correct? They'll be standing outside. You want to look for them. They have basketfuls uh, full of cookies, and is there information with that? Just cookies, okay? But as you eat the cookies, remember that Lottie Moon used those. And you can do the same thing. What would happen if you baked cookies and took to your lost neighbor? Might that give you an opportunity to share the gospel? Thank you for being here today. For those of you involved in the whatever committee meeting I got. Yeah, that one, okay? In my office later, okay? Thank you, guys.